I was in Walmart a few months ago with a mission. It was the end of the summer, and so I went to the lawn and garden section to check out um, all of the manly stuff uh, that you can use to keep your lawn looking good. Anybody do this? Anybody go to the back of Walmart to see the bargain stuff? Like, they have the little bargain aisles on the inside of the store, but if you go into the lawn and garden section, you go to the back is where the cheap stuff is, like the really cheap stuff. Um, and at the end of the season, there's all kinds of incredible things back there, especially at the end of the summer season. And so there I was, standing at the back of the lawn and garden section, um, looking at a weed eater. And I don't know why I was there, because I'm allergic to grass and to pollen and to trees. Um, so yard work, it does me in. Um, but I was looking at weed eaters, and there's uh, hedge trimmers with the jaws that you slice hedges with on this side, um, and there's edgers on this side, and I'm ready to own another power tool. I'm just ready to own something that I can be proud of but never use. <laughs> at a bargain price, of course. But I thought to myself, hold on, before you make an impulse buy, um, let's, let's walk around and see what other kinds of incredible bar- bargains are back here at the back of the Walmart home and garden section. So I wandered a- another couple of aisles, and I ran into some Halloween stuff. Uh, and it was September-ish, so that wasn't odd to see Halloween stuff in Walmart during September. Um, so I walked through the vampires and jack-o'-lanterns and ghosts. Um, And I turned another corner and I ran smack into Frosty and Rudolph. Have you ever had this experience? Like, it's the end of summer, Halloween's coming, Thanksgiving hasn't gotten here yet, but there's this odd mix of like power tools, pool floats, Halloween stuff, and Rudolph and Santa and all of the rest of the Christmas gang are there in the midst of it. I looked at my wife, Stephanie, who had found me because I'd obviously wandered off. (laughs) I, and, and I was hoping she would sort of pinch me and, and wake me up because I couldn't believe what I was seeing. But sure enough, Walmart was ready for Christmas in September. And it won't be long, you know, until you walk in on the 4th of July to pick up sparklers. And there's Frosty and Santa Claus and all the rest of the Christmas gang ready to go. Now, I don't know about you and your family, but the way my family uh, works is we do holidays one at a time. We don't do this mishmash of holidays. We do one holiday at a time, so we don't get ready for Christmas until after Thanksgiving. Now, if Christmas is your thing, that's not, it's, not a bad, it's not bad that you're into Christmas. That's not it at all. It's just my preference is one holiday at a time, and so we don't do any sort of Christmas decorating until after Thanksgiving. So my question for you this morning is, are you ready for Christmas? Are you ready for Christmas, because Walmart's ready and other people are ready. Are you ready? Are you ready for Christmas? Now, you can think about that question in one way, and you can think about all of the things that you would normally check off your list as you head toward Christmas. Is the tree out, and is it decorated? Check. We've got a tree, and the tree is decorated. Are the decorations for the yard, the snow globes, the laughing Santa, and the sleigh, is is all of that ready and hung on the outside of the house? Check. We've got that. Are the Christmas cards mailed out? Check. We've got that. Are the presents all bought and wrapped? We're not quite there yet. And you can sort of go through this mental list of things that you you have to do in one way or another to get ready 
for Christmas, but that's not really what I want to know about this morning because I'm sure you can think of five or ten things that you've got to get to before Christmas gets here. That's not what I'm interested in, though. What I'm asking is, are you ready for Christmas? Not for Santa, not for Rudolph, not for Frosty or for family dinners or another successful prank pulled off by the elf on the shelf, but for Christmas. Are you ready in your heart and in your life for the arrival of Christ? You know, I love the way that Matthew introduces John the Baptist. He says, John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness of Judea, dressed in his his camel hair coveralls, chomping on locusts and honey as he proclaimed the message that disrupted the routines and the expectations of not only average people, but the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the religious elite who kept the status quo in ancient Israel. He shows up and he cuts right to the chase. He calls people out of their ordinary routines, out of their average everyday lives, in order to prepare the way for the Lord, to get things ready. Are you ready? Are you ready for Christmas? That's what Advent's all about, isn't it? Getting ready, preparing the way for the coming of the Lord this this season leading up to Christmas. And it's all about preparing our hearts and our lives, not just our homes and our yards, for the coming of Christ. John's message, though, it's more than just gets ready, get ready. It's more than just put a pie in the oven and hang some decorations outside the house. The Messiah's on the way. John bursts onto the scene saying, repent, 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 for the kingdom of God is at hand. And it's a very interesting thing to note that if you flip over to the gospel of Mark, these are the very first words that Jesus says, repent, repent. Believe the good news, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Now, there needs to be some repentance on our part for the way we've handled this message in the past. Because the truth is, in the church, we have domesticated this message. We've tamed it. We've allowed it to become less disturbing and less grating than it ought to be. In some cases, we flat out ignored This message, because after all, Christmas, you know, who wants to hear about God's judgments of sin, the call to repentance and bearing fruit for the kingdom of God? After all, that sounds like a lot for this hectic time of year, doesn't it? How are you going to fit that kind of stuff in with another Christmas party and family coming in from out of town? Why can't we all just focus on being merry and bright? After all, that's what Christmas is about, isn't it? Being merry and bright and jolly? Well, no. Christmas is about God entering into our world. About God entering into our struggle, putting on flesh and living among us. Christmas is about the light of God entering into the darkness of our world. And John the Baptist is calling us today to get ready to prepare our hearts and to prepare our lives For that moment, 
by turning our whole being toward God. John calls us to repent by radically reorienting our lives in light of the coming of God's kingdom, to quit counting on our religiosity, our perfect church attendance, or Sunday school attendance, or life group attendance, or how many times you've read through the Bible to make you good enough or holy enough to get into heaven, or your family's history in the church, or whatever it is that you think or we think makes us special or better than anyone else. Instead, John calls us to confess To confess that we have sinned, to confess that we have broken God's law, that we've rebelled against God's love, that we've not loved our neighbors, that we've taken advantage. We've taken advantage of people. He calls us to admit that we don't have it all together, that everything inside of us is not okay. And he calls us to repent of our sins, to turn our back on our old way of living, and turn wholly and completely toward God, who is our hope, and who is our peace, and who is our salvation. John calls us, calls us to repent. And he warns us, just as he warns the Pharisees, and the Sadducees of counting on anything else except God's grace to cover over our sins. That's a tough message for Christmas, isn't it? But isn't that just what we need to hear this time of year? Isn't that just what we need to hear this time of year whenever the temptation is just to go with the flow and to act like everybody else? To smile and pretend like we don't have a story that's special and unique. John's message is a trumpet blast at the start of Advent. Saying to us that we're not here just to enjoy lights and decorations. But that we're here to change lives. To change our own lives and be transformed by the power of God working inside of us that we might transform the world. That's what Advent is all about. God is coming and what are you doing about it? What are we doing about it? That's what Advent is all about. So this morning I want to help you hear John's message in a new way. Perhaps a A less grating way, but maybe in a way that you can understand and begin to put to work in your life. It goes like this. John's message, very simply. Confess, repent, and bear fruit. Confess, repent, and bear fruit. Can you say that with me this morning? Confess, repent, and bear fruit. And bear fruit. Wake up the people who are around you. We're going to say this together. Choir, you too. You don't get off on this, okay? You ready? Confess, repent, and bear fruit. Confess, repent, and bear fruit. That's just the reminder that I need when I start to feel the urge to conform and to buy into our culture's notions of what Christmas is all about. Whenever I have the urge to buy into all of the holiday hype and to conform rather than to be transformed, confess, 
repent and bear fruit. It's a message that can change our perspective and reshape what Christmas means and how we prepare our hearts and our lives throughout Advent. Confess, repent, and bear fruit. Because when we confess, we acknowledge out loud that we have wronged others, that we have sinned against God. Repentance is changing our lives to align our life with God's life. And bearing fruit is changing the world as a result of the change that God has made in our lives. Confess, repent, and bear fruit. Say it with me again. Confess, repent, and bear fruit. That's how you get ready for Christmas. You confess You repent and you begin to bear fruit. That's how you prepare for the coming of the Lord, not only as a child in a manger, but as the King of kings and Lord of lords who's coming to make every path straight, who's coming to redeem us all and to restore His creation. Confess, repent, and bear fruit. It's not just a message for ancient Israelites in the wilderness at the River Jordan. It's a message for you. And it's a message... For me, and it's a message for every one of us. That's how we change the world by having our lives transformed, by confessing, repenting, and bearing fruit. So I want to ask you again Are you ready for Christmas? Not just for Rudolph. Not just for Santa, are you ready to meet our Lord and Savior in a real and up-close way? Have you confessed? Have you repented? Is your life bearing fruit? Or are you just sort of floating along through this season? Enjoying the lights and the sounds and the smells, the bargains, the shopping? Or are you taking an intentional look at your heart and an intentional look at your life and searching out those places where you haven't fully turned yourself from sin toward God's grace and God's love? We prepare the way for the Lord in our hearts through confession and repentance. And by bearing fruit, we as a congregation begin transforming the world and preparing the way for our God. You know, I don't know where you are this morning. Some of you here may not be Christians. You might not have given your life to Christ, this morning is an opportunity for you to confess and to say that you haven't always lived the way that God has called you to live. If that's who you are this morning, then you're invited to this altar to confess, to repent, and to begin bearing fruit for the kingdom of God. Maybe you're a Christian and you have unconfessed sin in your life. If that's you this morning, then you're invited to this altar to come 
and to get that out before God, to let God know what's going on inside your heart. He already knows what's going on. He just wants you to admit it so that you can begin repenting and bearing fruit. Or maybe you just need help this morning from the Holy Spirit to do more than just sort of wade through the season of the year. If that's you, then you're invited to come to the altar and to ask God to show you how you might, in a very real and tangible way, prepare the way of the Lord this Advent season. Don't miss out on this opportunity. Because Christmas can't come, at least in our hearts and in our lives, in a real and meaningful way, unless we hear this message from John, that we confess, that we repent, and that we begin to bear fruit. Would you join me in prayer? Father, we admit this morning that in so many ways we are broken. That over and over again we seek our own good instead of the good of others. That over and over again we seek our own will and our own way instead of your will and your way, Father. Help us then to turn from our sinfulness and to take hold of the life that you have in store for us that we might bear fruit of repentance. That through acts of love, acts of mercy and grace, random acts of kindness, Lord, that others might know your love, that we might bear fruit. Father, help us as your people to not simply float through this season, but instead to prepare our hearts and our lives for your arrival. Be with us then, in this moment, and every moment forward. Amen.